the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray. Avinu Malkinu, our Father and our King, we love you, we adore you, and we understand your importance to us. And so we share you with everybody we meet. We bless you. And we pray that this day you will give us great divine appointments and those divine appointments will be turned into sharing opportunities. We bless you and thank you and give you all the praise and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, it is great to be here this day. It's important to understand as we celebrate uh, from Thanksgiving to Hanukkah to other holidays that the more we celebrate these holidays, the more we'll focus on the Lord, the more we'll remember, the more we'll observe and focus on, as I say, on God, and the more we are thankful for who he is in our life. This month, I'll be offering to you the Hanukkah Haggadah. For those of you who enjoyed the Thanksgiving Haggadah, you will want this one too. For those of you who are new to this program or just didn't partake, grab a pencil so you can write down our number. Call Karen as you, we will want to send out as many Haggadahs for Hanukkah as possible. You'll learn from the Hanukkah Haggadah, through reading, discussion, and participating. Hanukkah means dedication, and it's a wonderful holiday to help us remember that we're dedicated to the Lord. We are dedicated to Yeshua, who is the light of the world. You don't want to miss our upcoming radio programs. I will even take a look at Christmas from the perspective of, yes, a Messianic Jewish rabbi. So, Hanukkah begins on December 24th, and my Haggadah, or this booklet, for those of you who are new, is not quite ready yet. 
but you can still order them today. It will have something for every age group, and my prayer is that it helps bring the family together for eight interesting evenings. Yes, Hanukkah is an eight-day holiday. The cost of the Haggadah is $3 each, and it's best if you can get one for every person who's going to be participating. If you want a Haggadah and can't afford it, we'll send it to you anyway. So uh, just call Karen at 813-831-5673. It's an easy phone number to remember because the last four numbers work out to be the word Lord. So you can call us at 813-831-LORD or 813-831-5673. If you order by leaving a message, please make sure you give us your address as well. So today I want to challenge you to not let another holiday go by without using it to share your faith in Messiah. So let's look at these ideas of sharing our faith in two thoughts. First of all, sharing your faith is all about giving people information, telling someone what the good news is. And then secondly, it is an invitation, asking someone to receive that good news in their life for themselves. So After that, someone puts their trust in Yeshua, discipleship begins, developing spiritual maturity. Now, we're going to discuss that in January. But let's look at this scripture, Galatians 3, 6, as I was thinking about sharing our faith from a Jewish point of view. And um, so starting at Galatians 3, 6, just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness— Know then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. The scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, proclaimed the good news, or the gospel, to Abraham in advance, saying, All the nations shall be blessed through you. So then the faithful are blessed along with Abraham, the faithful one. Wow, that's really kind of interesting, don't you think? One of the ways we proclaim good news is for the nations to be blessed through the Jewish people. And it might be reasonable to suggest that the way to share one's faith, from the Hebrew scriptures, that is, would be to be an example of what God is requiring. In other words, Evangelism looked very different from the Hebrew scriptures, as we're going to see. You know, our people in the Hebrew scriptures were called to actively share their faith with the nations, but not in the way that we see it. They were to just share their faith by being believers, Deuteronomy 4, verse 5, says this, See, just as Adonai, my God, commanded me, I have taught you statutes and ordinances to do in the land that you're about to enter to possess. You must keep them and do them, for it is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely, this great nation is wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to them 
as Adonai our God is whenever we call on him. What great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances that are righteous like all of this Torah that I am setting before you today? See, this is the typical message that the nations will see God through a people who serve God. As we continue reading, we see the first group that God made us responsible to evangelize, so to speak. So we continue with Deuteronomy 4.9. Only be watchful and watch over your soul closely. So do not forget the things your eyes have seen, and they slip from your heart all the days of your life. You are to make them known to your children and your children's children. The day that you stood before Adonai, your God, in Horeb, Adonai said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will make them hear my words, so that they learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and so they teach their children. So the focus in the Hebrew Scriptures about sharing our faith is, number one, follow the Lord, number two, follow his instruction, and number three, teach your children to do the same. So there really wasn't a focus on evangelism as we know it today. And in fact, most people, most Jewish people are not evangelistic and Judaism is not evangelistic. In fact, they see it as a negative and they call it proselytizing. In the Hebrew scriptures, it was hard enough to keep the Jewish people focused on God you know, an example of this is found where God is speaking through Ezekiel in thirty six twenty one, and he says, But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations wherever they went. Therefore, uh, say to the house of Israel, thus says Adonai Elohim, I do not do this for your sake, house of Israel, but for my holy name, which you profaned among the nations wherever you went. I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. The nations will know that I am Adonai. It is a declaration of Adonai when I am sanctified in you before their eyes. So you see the Jewish people, the Israelites, profaned God wherever they went, in a sense. And he's saying that the nations will will get it about who I am when I'm sanctified in them. If there was any type of evangelism in Hebrew scriptures, it seems to be the prophets. And for the most part, their calling was to the Jewish people. So like Isaiah 6, verse 8, Then I heard the voice of Adonai saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? So I said, Hineni, send me. Like most prophets in the Hebrew scriptures, Isaiah was being sent to his own people with the message, Return to God. In a sense, at that time, evangelism was only through the prophetic scriptures about Yeshua. An example would be Isaiah 42, 6. I, Adonai, called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, by opening blind eyes, bringing prisoners out of the dungeon, and those sitting in darkness out of the prison house. However, there seemed to be a tremendous shift in the new covenant. 
now the people are being asked to invest in the spiritual lives of other people. There is a strong call by Yeshua to give everyone the good news and make disciples of all people. In, it starts with Matthew ten five and 6. Yeshua sent out these 12 and ordered them, Do not go to the Gentiles and do not enter into any Samaritan town, but go instead to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Following, in a sense, the Hebrew um, scripture way of doing things, go to Israel, have them return to the Lord. But that moves fairly quickly to what we would call the Great Commission. And we see that in Mark sixteen fifteen. Then Yeshua told them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. As Yeshua often did, he took the requirements of a law in the Hebrew Scriptures and he dramatically raised the bar, right? Before our people were to love God and learn his instructions so that they could be holy as he is holy, and we would be a nation that had a corporate calling for the world to see. The world's understanding of God was seen through the Israelites and their relationship with God. Mark sixteen fifteen and, and Matthew twenty eight eighteen, of course, where it says, And Yeshua came up to them and spoke to them, saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Ruach HaKodesh, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. First, Yeshua says that he has all the authority. Secondly, he says, go. Thirdly, Undergo, he says, proclaim, immerse, and teach. And we even see in Acts 1, we receive the power of the Spirit in order to do just that. It says that in Acts 1 8, you will receive the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, which has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria and to the end of the earth. One of the expressed purposes of us receiving the Holy Spirit is so that we could have the power to be proactive witnesses throughout all the earth. John four thirty four, Yeshua tells them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to accomplish his work. Don't you say four more months and then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They're white and ready for harvest. The reaper receives a reward and gathers fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. See, a sower is someone who scatters the seed in order that to see the harvest. The reaper is the someone who harvests the crop. And so what this is saying is, look, you might think that you want to do things for in, by relationships, but, but God is saying, don't wait four months. Do it now. Now is the time for salvation. And in Luke 10, 2, he was telling them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beg the Lord of the harvest to send out workers in the harvest. So the Jews in the Hebrew scriptures, for the most part, were not involved in sharing their faith. The prophets shared their faith and spoke of returning to the Lord and his word. But today, 
we see in the new covenant that we are to go. And yet, many believers are not involved in sharing their faith. Some believers have it on their heart all the time. Others in certain situations when it fits and seems to be the right time. And others not at all. Look, there are many ways to share our faith. We often rationalize that we don't share in a particular way because it's not part of our personality. You know, I'm an introvert. I can't be like other people. Uh, or you say, I'm, I believe in sharing through relationships, and so I'm building a, re- a relationship, and eventually I will share with them. As we look at Scripture, I believe Yeshua is saying to us, I have raised the bar. This is your calling. Accept it. Deal with it. Make it part of your life. Make make it part of making me number one is to share me with others. Share the gift that I have given with others. A little Jewish guilt here. James 4.17. Therefore, Whoever knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. So I'm not really saying that if you don't share your faith, you are sinning. But it could be that God might be saying that. (laughs) Okay, right? We just had Thanksgiving. How many of you invited non-believers to your Thanksgiving celebration? Okay, this is radio, so I can't see your hands raised. However, I would think that is the case for over 90% or more of my listening audience. I tried to make it easy for you. I designed a booklet called the Haggadah to make God the center of your time together, to make it easier to bring up God and his importance and thanksgiving to our country and to ourselves. All you had to do was invite those who don't know Yeshua over to your house and have the Haggadahs there. <sighs> okay. You get another chance. I have Hanukkah Haggadahs. Hanukkah is coming up. How many of you in will invite non-believers over one of the eight nights and use the Hanukkah Haggadah to bring up a discussion about God? Now, I realize some of you might say Christians don't celebrate Hanukkah. Well, you can, and it will be a great way to speak to people about the Lord. Actually, you do not realize your good fortune this year. The last night, which is the eighth night of Hanukkah, falls on New Year's Eve. Do you have enough courage to start a New Year's Eve celebration at your home with non-believers and celebrate the last night of Hanukkah, which points strongly to the Lord? When was, okay, so, you know, I'm just challenging you here. Will you do it? Okay, then you've got to order these Hanukkah Haggadahs, right? When was the last time you invited people who were not believers to your services, whether you go to a Messianic synagogue or a church? I have an idea. We're having a bat mitzvah, which is uh, a celebration called the Daughters of the Commandments, on Saturday, December 31st. Also, that's the morning of New Year's Eve. 
And the family, the, the girl who's being bought mitzvahed and her family is from Israel. So she's a 13-year-old girl. She'll be declaring her faith to the congregation. Why don't you come and bring not only your children, but bring their unsaved friends? And hopefully some of them would be Jewish. Okay? Let me give you another suggestion. We are having Gasparilla parades in January. Will you join our congregation, Sharesh David, in giving out tracts on Saturday, January 21st, is the Children's Family Parade? Bring your children. We'll do it all together, right? And Saturday, the 28th, is the Adult Parade. Probably should leave your children home for that one. How many of you will take time out and join with us? to share your faith. Call Karen in the office and tell her you want to be involved in this outreach. How many of you volunteer to prepare for outreach events? Let's say you can't do the outreach, but even people who are not physically able to participate can either help prepare or provide a foundation of prayer and intercede for the outreach event, right? Or how about this one? When you go out to lunch or dinner, how many of you ask the waiter or waitress if they have prayer requests so that you can pray for them? And then it also starts a conversation about God. How important really is sharing your faith? Everybody says it's important, but do you do it? Some of you say that you share your faith through your relationships. How long has it been, these relationships? Have you honestly presented the good news to them yet? (laughs) Oh, my. We often talk about this generation, this younger generation, as not taking responsibility for their actions. But are we, as the older generation, taking responsibility for our lack of action? (laughs) I believe sharing our faith is part of our loving God with all our heart, soul, and strength. So will you take it seriously in these next few weeks? I believe, I I want you to email me and tell me how you shared your faith this week with someone. Okay? Will you do that? And, you know, we're out of time. So remember the next programs in December, we'll look at the holiday of Hanukkah, and even a little bit about Christmas. Tell your friends to listen in, especially your Jewish friends. What do you think I will say about Christmas? You will have to wait and listen in. Also, come visit us as we have services Friday night and Saturday morning. If you're a churchgoer, they will not interfere with your Sunday worship. Also, as you know, Hanukkah begins December 24th this year, and my Haggadah is not quite ready, but order them today. It will have something for every age group in it. My prayer is that it will help bring your family and friends together to talk about God. Yes, Hanukkah is an eight-day holiday, so that gives you eight opportunities to invite people over, especially New Year's Eve, the last night of Hanukkah. Look, the cost of the Haggadahs is $3 per Haggadah. It's best if you can get 
one for each person who will participate. If you want a Haggadah, can't afford it, we'll send it to you anyway. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. It's an easy phone number uh, to remember. Call us at 813-831-LORD or 5673. If you're leaving a message, leave us your address as well so we can send you these booklets, these Haggadahs. We're going from the joy of Thanksgiving to Hanukkah, which is a holiday of dedication and knowing the light of the world. I'm looking forward to our coming together each week to focus on the heart of Messiah. As we focus on Yeshua and his heart, we will have joy and abundance of joy. I pray that this broadcast touched your heart and that you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.